0: Part three, baby. Here we go. This is part three of our 2024 setup preparing for the new year because New Year's Day is our favorite. And we're just trying to lean into this. Okay. So first of all, two weeks ago, we did all about goal setting and how to create goals. Last week, we did vision casting, how to create a vision and what kind of goals to create. And this week, we're talking about how to stick with the goals. How do we do this? Okay. So You guys, New Year's Day is around the corner. I'm really hoping by now, you guys did a good end of year reflection, you figured out what you want for the new year, and then you took that time to create those five areas of a vision and set up your goal system for everything you wanna do, get yourself a big vision board, whether it's like physical or just digital, whatever that looked like for you. And you wrote it all down, you got it all on paper, and that's beautiful. But how do we keep these things consistent then? Because pretty much everyone is done with their vision board, their goals for the new year by February, which is just so sad. And I want to be consistent with you guys. I don't want this to be a resolution. I want this to be a lifestyle. This is something that we are tangibly doing. And we're going to use the boost of New Year's Day. Absolutely. Because there's a little extra motivation that comes with it. But we're not going to rely on that motivation to push us through. We're going to create a routine around it. Okay. So let's get into how to create that routine and all the things right now. The drink of choice is once again, water because my voice is parched and I really just have a lot to say. (laughs) I'm really excited about this episode. I've been loving this little mini series that we've done about preparing for 2024. And this is, this is step three. Okay. This is the third thing that we need to really focus on before we launch into the new year of 2024, launching into everything that it has for us, Um, And I'm excited about it. Okay, so I'm assuming I'm assuming that you've done the goal setting episode and the vision casting episode, because those are really important. And you've taken all the steps, we have the vision, we have the goals. But now, what do we do to make sure it actually happens? What do we do to make sure we stay consistent? So something that I talked about is the umbrella goal, really important. So we have our vision, which has the five areas of life that we want to work on, okay? And under that, we have our umbrella goals, big goals that we want to accomplish. Um, I love the example of starting the podcast, um, starting a business, whatever. So you want to start a podcast, create a brand for it. Then you have all these mini goals underneath it of things that need to happen before you're able to step in and ultimately accomplish that goal. And you know that goal has a due date. So we we know what time it needs to be done. So now what? Because, oh gosh, it's so depressing to think about the fact that so many people give up on their goals by freaking 2020 or not 2024, by February of 2024. And I don't want that for you, okay? I want you to be part of the 1% that just pursues this all year round. I want this to be a lifestyle adjustment for you rather than a resolution that goes by the wayside. I'm not really like in love with the word resolution, Um, which sounds very strange because my favorite holiday is New Year's and I love it so much. And when you hear New Year's you like instantly think resolution. (laughs) But the truth is, is I love the motivation that comes with New Year's and we're gonna we're gonna pull on that as much as we can, but ultimately what we really, really do is we make adjustments. Okay. We are looking at the way we live. We have this reflection time of all the things we've accomplished, all the things we still want to accomplish. And we just get into this mode of planning out what it looks like to be a better version of ourselves. And then we start really strong with implementing it, like really strong. So what do we need to do then to make sure that we are consistently chasing our goals all year round and not just being like, oh, I'm going to be the most fit person for like literally two weeks. And then you never go to the gym again or never like save money again. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the things I said. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about it. All right. So we have our our goals, which is beautiful. And we have an entire year to accomplish them technically. I'm hoping you're putting due dates on it that isn't January 1st, 2025. So, you know, hopefully there's some sooner due dates for you, but we have our goals. We have our timeline on it. Now we created our micro goals and all the things, the steps we need to take in order to accomplish this. So that means we are down to our habits, okay? So habits build the routines and the routines are what we do every single day. Whether you know it or not, you're, you're doing a routine. As you're listening to this, you're probably in the middle of a routine. At least I hope you are because that's just so fun and I love a good habit stack with a podcast, okay? So in order to succeed at your habits, you have to make things do three things you have to make it obvious you have to make it attractive and you have to make it easy as possible okay so let's use the podcasting example because it I think the easiest one to think about this one is for the gym but I want to make it a little more challenging okay because you know the gym is the gym and that's lame because that's everyone's goal ever so <laughs> let's say you want to start a podcast okay you need to make it obvious that means I need it somewhere that this is my goal so for me, This was, I actually had it on my desktop, on my wallpaper. I love this so much as I put my goals on my wallpaper every new year. And so I have it listed there. So every time I open my computer, it says, start a podcast. And you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot. That's like my goal. What do I need to do today to start a podcast so it's very obvious it's something I'm focused on um, when I go into my office I have my planner right there it's usually open and on it will be the goals for the week all of that I try to keep my goals very very obvious to me so that way they're not really falling to the back of my brain ever okay so we're keeping it obvious. We're making it attractive, okay? So what are all the good things about starting a podcast? Well, I get to hang out with you guys all the freaking time and it's amazing. And so you think about all of the good things about a podcast and you start to kind of build that up. Um, Even just silly things like creating an aesthetic background for your desktop where, you know, the podcast like looks pretty and stuff like that. All of that is important. So you just want to make it attractive. You want to make it a fun thing to do as well. So if they're, for me, checking off a to-do list is like the most satisfying thing to ever happen to me ever. So I create a lot of to-do lists, usually with some pretty weird to-dos. Like when I was starting the podcast, I like literally had it on my to-do list that I needed to create an email signature. (laughs) Not the email address, the signature of the email address takes me like, gosh, it takes you like 30 seconds to do it. But it was on my to do list and it felt really good to accomplish it. Right. It was part of the email side of this goal. So what I'm saying is, is like I make it attractive by very easy to just mark it off. And that kind of moves into the next one then where it says as easy as possible. So if you think about the goal overall, create a podcast brand. Well, that's not very easy. But when you break down all the little goals, that is easy. Okay, so obvious, attractive, easy. You don't want it to fall to the back of your mind. You don't want it to be something that you hate doing. And you really don't want it to be something that sounds a whole lot harder than it has to be with a lot of steps. So those are the kind of the three things. And if you're trying to break habits, just go with the opposite. OK, you want it to be hidden. You want it to be ugly and you want it to be hard. So if you're trying to break a habit, that's just something good to know as well. Um, try to take it out of your your area your space your immediate space try to make it something that is actually kind of challenging to do it's not easy all the things okay so now we're going to jump into the steps because we know we want it obvious we know we want it attractive we know we want not easy but we're going to break that down a little bit more because we're breaking it down by the moment not the task okay so first of all I love the relative question is, how is this relative to my life? How is this relative to who I want to be? So when you ask yourself the relative question for a goal, I think that's really easy to then apply to your habit and your ultimate task before you because you want your habits to stick, right? So with our goals, we're trying to cultivate habits. So when we ask ourselves, why are we doing this? We then are able to apply that not to just the formation of the goal, but then the motivation behind the goal, okay? So when we ask the question, why for a goal, it's whether or not we want the goal to be in place. But when we ask the question for why with a habit, it's what is driving us to actually perform right now, okay? So for Muay Thai, use this example, I had the reason why for the goal because I wanted to learn how to fight. So when I'm going to the gym, because it's a gym and it's, you know, a scary gym because it's MMA fighting and all that stuff sometimes I really don't want to do it so I ask myself why am I doing this habit why is this something I want and then I remind myself okay wait I want to learn how to fight I want to be someone who isn't weak and defenseless all the time but if I just you know have my fists in my feet I'm taking you down you know that kind of thing I know my why and same for a podcast then if you're trying to start a podcast when you originally wanted to start your podcast you had your why so then when you are doing your habits you have to remind yourself of that why consistently in order to show up and perform because odds are you want a podcast because you want to communicate and form a community with amazing people and you want to you know share your experiences with certain things or whatever that looks like so all of that being said, you remind yourself of that why and continue to speak that over yourself over and over and over again, because eventually that becomes so ingrained that you don't have to then question, why are you doing this? You just instantly know this is what you have to do because it's serving you. Okay, so um, next up is creating those miniature measurements are so crucial, so, so crucial. Okay. Okay. So we'll use the two examples that I love to use, the podcast and fighting. So for Muay Thai, what are my measurements? Well, it doesn't really sound like there are measurements, right, for learning how to fight. There are. So we're going to do them, okay? So first of all, when you're getting started, I knew I needed to sign up for a trial class. I needed to try out a couple gyms. I knew I needed to get equipment. I knew I needed to sign up for the membership. I knew I needed to create a space in my calendar. You know, you have all these miniature measurements and then learning how to do it is important you know learning different combos all of that and then for the podcast again there are so many measurements that you can you know apply to this and if you already have something going and you're not trying to start something new where do you want it to go and measuring out all of that what are things that you can check in the box to make sure you're moving in the right direction these large things that we don't want are gonna make it so that way they're not measurable and when a habit isn't measurable and you don't feel like you're growing you're going to stop doing it we consistently do our habits because they give something back to us right so we consistently order uber eats because we get food that's super easy okay but we're going to try to make that habit harder to reach and create a new habit of cooking so we need to be consistent and what are measurements when it comes to cooking then right could be money that you're saving it could be different recipes that you're trying you have a recipe list of things that you want to try and you want to mark them off as you go it could be a health factor of trying to lower blood pressure all all of this okay what are the small measurements that directly tie back to the why of what you're doing okay so when you're forming the habit your why is your base and then those measurements all tie back to why am i doing it and then making sure you're moving forward towards your why you have to keep moving forward because otherwise your habit's going to go stagnant. You're not going to do it anymore. Okay. So when it also comes to forming these habits, this is so freaking important. You have to have to have to start small. You can't jump off the freaking deep end. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, this is where I think a lot of people hit a roadblock when it comes to New Year's Day, because you have these goals, you created your vision, and now you're going to go jump off the deep end and you're going to say, all of this is going to be done by February. Or bust. Okay. That's that's not important. And this is why you put those due dates on there because you space out all the things you want to do. You try to space yourself out and give yourself time because if you rush things, it's not going to go well. So again, let's do this podcast. If you don't start small with it, if you expect for your first episode for you to blow up and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're the next Alex or all on TikTok, but except you're in the podcasting world, you're setting yourself up for failure. This is happens all the time in the wellness space where you start a skincare regimen, you start a diet, you start a workout routine, and all of a sudden you expect skin, uh, clear skin. You expect to have this body that you've been working towards and all this stuff two weeks into January. You're actually starting to form a habit and then you go, "Ooh, you know what? I've been putting in all this work. I changed every habit. I changed everything about myself and I'm not where I thought I would be. It's because you dove off the deep end and now you're drowning. You didn't learn to swim. We like a nice wade into the deep end okay we're not jumping we're wading in because that is how we prepare ourselves that is how we get to the point where we're able to stay afloat with all of the chaos around us instead of letting it drag us down okay and if you don't start small you're not going to be able to be consistent so when it comes to nutrition if you have the goal to eat more whole foods less processed foods that's great but if you go into your pantry right now throw out all the goldfish, all the Oreos, all the peanut butter, everything that's processed, and you just toss it all, you have no food in your house, you're starving, you will order Uber Eats. You will order fast food tonight. (laughs) You're going to be starving. And let's say you even go as far to replace the groceries. But if you haven't learned how to cook or you don't know recipes that you genuinely enjoy to replace it with, you're going to stare at all the vegetables and go, "Mm, never mind, I'm going to go eat this frozen pizza. There we go. Okay. So <laughs> you have to start small. So let's say it's the nourishment thing. If you want to be better at nourishing your body with whole foods. Start replacing specific meals. Try new recipes two, three times a week. New recipes that you're going to look up on Pinterest that are whole foods. So you have your why you want to be with your whole foods. You have your measurements, two to three meals a week. You want to replace and you're starting small because you're going to slowly replace those meals instead of going cold turkey. And allow yourself to start enjoying creating recipes, find foods that you actually enjoy eating, and then you're going to be able to build up. So maybe by July, you actually eat all of your dinners at home and you cook them all. You still do some lunches out, but that's okay. And your breakfasts are fairly healthy. And then by the end of 2024, next thing you know, you actually enjoy cooking. You found a lot of whole foods that you enjoy and you aren't necessarily obsessed with the processed foods anymore. In fact, you barely ever eat anything processed anymore. You see what I mean? We build up to that nice, slow start that allows us to keep our consistency going. And it's measurable because you're you're marking things off each time you're getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And then you're finally at your goal for the end of the year that you can then build on. Okay. oh, I'm getting out of breath. I need to talk slower anyways. okay. next um, is the incentive idea. I talked about this briefly before for some of the larger goals incentives are so nice and they don't have to be insane incentives at all I love the small ones I love the little ones um, sometimes tangible items are perfect they're really helpful I love a good you know you work out consistently for two weeks a month whatever and you get a new workout set like that is just the perfect one it always keeps me consistent because right when I'm feeling lack of motivation and I want to stop something I'm like oh, I'm so close to getting my new workout set though I don't want to lose that Um, And having someone else in charge of your incentives is sometimes helpful because let's be honest, have I had an incentive, dropped the ball, didn't perform with my habit and then still bought myself the incentive? Yes. Yes, I have. And that is not good. No bueno. No bueno. So what we do instead is we let someone else be in charge of the incentive and then we can show like, hey, we did this and then you get the incentive. That's really helpful um but obviously like money is not always able to be easily spent on like everything so you sometimes need to be able to have smaller incentives like um Maybe you get to read a thriller book if you finish your self-help book, if that's something you're into. Or maybe you get to watch your favorite movie that just came out on Netflix. Like it's a great movie or you've been looking forward to seeing it, but you know you need to accomplish these goals first. You're going to allow yourself on Friday to watch that movie if you accomplish all these things. You know what I mean? It can be so simple like that. These little incentives that help push you through. And then you can have big incentives with the big projects. So you want to start a business. Okay, let's say... Your business is growing the first time that you reach 5K made. So you want to make $5,000 with your business. As soon as you do that, you get to take a weekend trip to wherever you want. Well, that means that every time you get closer to that, you're just working harder. There's this episode of The Office where Andy's the manager and he like says that they'll, he'll create He creates an incentive program and then it becomes that he will get a tattoo of whatever the office wants on his butt when they reach this goal. And they've been trying for this goal for so long. They weren't able to reach it, blah, blah, blah. Within one day, because this incentive was so good to the people in the office, they were working their butts off. And the next thing you know, within one day, they literally like had the incentive enough to the point where they'd reached their goal and they were able to go get Andy's butt tattooed. Okay. Silly example, but it shows how much an incentive works. And it's really cool because it's something fun to work towards. And there is something so psychologically exciting about working towards a goal when there's something waiting for you at the end it's just it's just a beautiful thing and for a lot of people this is like a true psychological fact for a lot of people the work towards a goal is more enjoyable than once they reach a goal and that's why you have people who when they reach their goals of like Becoming a multimillionaire or, you know, buying a certain car or buying a certain house or whatever, they actually feel a little sad when they reach it because they thought the whole time that all they wanted was this goal, but really they were experiencing the endorphins of reaching for the goal. All that being said, incentives are helpful. Um, and I kind of mentioned this in there, the accountability aspect too. So so helpful if you have someone in your life. I've offered this in previous episode, um, last week. But you know, if you need someone for accountability, the Inspired Lady Crew would be more than happy to help you out with that or connect you with someone else who also needs accountability for a certain thing. So you guys can work with each other, especially in the beginning, as habits need to be formed. Having an accountability partner is huge. So helpful. Um, and it can just be a good reminder. This one. You, you know, maybe aren't necessarily super excited about the idea of like a finance accountability partner, but that that's helpful too. You know what I mean? Like stopping to spend money, saving more money, all of that. So that's really helpful. And then having a written down progress tracker. Amazing. I talk about the importance of writing down the goals in the first episode, writing it down and tracking that progress kind of with those small steps. Huge. So, so helpful. And then the last one that I really want to talk about here is so crazy because it kind of undermines a lot of what I've said in all these episodes, is plan adjustments, okay? There's two types of plan adjustments, at least in my mind. One, which is circumstantial, and two, which is relative, okay? So the first type of plan adjustment, um, I think of my friend, she was so excited. She had this booming business. She had all these goals for the new year, and then she got pregnant and she had a baby, Okay. And my friend was like, she was excelling at everything she was doing, doing so, so well. Um, And things were going really, really smoothly for her. And she had a lot of big plans for the new year. But when she got pregnant, a lot of things had to change. A lot of her goals had to change. And that was a circumstantial. This is obviously like a very dramatic example because, you know, a baby changes like literally everything. But you kind of get the point is let's say there's a circumstantial change. Around you for me, social media, this just happened. Instagram updated and changed some of their algorithm. They changed some of the ways that you can post videos now, um, which threw a huge wrench into my social media plan for like literally everything. So I'm not able to post as consistently as I was because of this new update that kind of destroyed what I my current plan and what I was currently doing. Very, very challenging out of my control. I have no control of that. And it's, it's a lot. So you have these things that happen to you that, you know, your plan needs to be adjusted. Your goals need to be adjusted. So no longer is it feasible for me to have a goal to post five videos a day, which for a time being was a goal of mine. OK, and same with my friend. No longer was it a feasible goal for her to do everything she had set out for in the new year, including travel plans and all of that, because there was a baby on the way. So you need to be able to adjust and allow that adjustment to happen because there's nothing you can do. So realign your goals. On the flip side, there's the relative side. Okay, so I've said this before, I've noticed that some of the goals I've set in the past don't actually serve me or the person I want to be. I use the example of the marathon. It's trendy to say you want to run a marathon in the new year. Okay, hate running, and I don't want to do it. But is that a goal that I'm putting on myself because everyone else is doing it? You know, is that something that I think I should? Same with starting a business or going to school or not going to school or working a nine to five, not working nine to five. If you're watching other people talk about things and do things, it be really easy to get roped into it and thinking that's what you need to do. And that's why for a lot of these things, I try to give examples and try to be very broad even in when I'm talking about a niche subject because I don't want you to think that just because something is being done for someone else that instantly means it has to be yours there are so many things that serve you that don't serve others and vice versa that you have to be able to recognize them so let's say you get into this you you put on here you know what I want to be a marathon runner in freaking 2024 I'm gonna do it and then you start running and training and you don't get hurt you're fine because that's a circumstantial thing you're fine You just literally hate your life, okay? You wake up every morning dreading life, dreading everything. You wish you were a Pilates girl. You wish you were a yoga girl. You wish you were doing something other than running. And you start to slack on the habit because it's literally disgusting. You literally just, you're not living an abundant life because you hate running so much. Maybe it's time to look at that goal and say, wow. This is not serving me in any way, shape, or form. I love the idea of being fit and being a runner, but there are other ways for me to get fit. I'm going to try some other different things. I'm going to go to a couple trial classes, maybe try bike riding. I'm going to try something else. And I'm going to adjust this goal to be something that actually serves me. Because sometimes we make goals and then we get so focused on chasing that goal that we're no longer looking around us to see if that's still the direction we want to be going. One of the best quotes I've ever heard in my entire life is the best leaders, the best people who are living their most abundant life has have a telescope in one eye and a microscope in the other one. Okay, they're able to look out really far, see where they're going, see what's ahead of them, see where they want to be headed. But they're also able to look at what they're doing now and make sure that those two are lining up. And sometimes. We set a goal and we're so telescope focused that we don't make sure that the goals that we're doing right now are actually leading to that goal. And sometimes we're so microscope focused that we're so focused on the goal we set. We're not even sure if we're going in the right direction. Either way, we need to have that similarity equality among both of those. Because that's going to be what allows us to make sure our goals are still relative to who we are, still relative to what we want to do, okay? If you remember at the very first episode, I talked about how important relative is. It's part of that SMART goals. It's the R in SMART. Relative goals are what keep us moving forward to be who we actually want to be, who we were called to be, who God's telling us to be, who we were created to be, Okay. And if we lose that relative thing, it's not going to help us at all. And not that habits shouldn't be hard, not that the things around us shouldn't be challenging and we shouldn't push ourselves, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are gonna be days when you're gonna wake up and not wanna run a marathon, don't get me wrong. But there is such thing as setting a goal that isn't actually serving you. And having that ability to recognize a hard thing versus a wrong thing is going to be crucial for you in living your abundant life, the one that you were created for because you and I were not created to live the same life. You and your mom weren't created to live the same life. You and your bestie weren't created to live the same life. You are unique and individual in your needs and you need to make sure that your goals reflect that and your habits reflect that. Carve out space for what you need to do, but don't be so focused on what everyone else is doing for their goals that you lose sight of what actually is gonna work best for you. Okay, so with that being said, I hope you're ready to jump into 2024 full force. I am beyond ready for this. I am so excited to do this with you. And we just have so many fun things coming up in 2024. As you guys know, I spilled the beans. We do have a book coming out in 2024, which we'll talk all about later. We'll also talk about so many new habits, routines, and just refining what we're currently doing. And this is going to be a journey that I am ready to take with you. And I just love you so much. And I'm so excited for this new year with you.